Welcome to The Mould Show. This is episode one. Here's where I bring you weekly practical information, research highlights and interviews with experts on how you can maximise your indoor air quality and minimise your exposure to harmful mould. Hello and welcome to this live stream. My name is Dr. Cameron Jones. I'm an environmental microbiologist and welcome to this weekly stream that I'm doing every Thursday at 11am. And I've decided to do this uh, weekly because I want to talk about public health and wellness. You see, I'm an environmental microbiologist and I help people take control of their unwell building environments. So I have done a lot of indoor air quality and mould inspections, and at last count, I was well over 3,000. So I've got a lot of experience with dealing with the various different problems associated with water-damaged buildings, and I want to share a lot of this information with you. And the best way to do that is most likely uh, doing something where I can actually take live questions uh, and answer those in real time. So why do I do this? Basically, I, as I said, I'm an environmental microbiologist. I love buildings and I love uh, all aspects of trying to help people uh, enjoy the buildings that they find themselves in. So I want to share this knowledge with you. So every week I'm going to be zeroing in on a hot topic about mould and water damage. And as I said, the best way I think I can do this is to do it in a live stream so that I can make it as interactive as possible and actually answer some questions as if people were ringing me on the telephone. Also, coming into the studio here is going to allow me to invite guests on and talk about their perspectives on water damage and mould. But today, I want to offer some tips for better understanding one of the aspects of the industry that I work in. But first, I want to highlight my show health disclaimer. This is a little bit important, so I'll get it out of the way now. Basically, this live stream is informational and educational only. Uh, it's not specific to you, but is intended to help you with your own personal wellness efforts but you should consult a qualified medical practitioner or allied healthcare practitioner before adopting or following any of the suggestions or strategies I may express or discuss. I'm not offering medical advice and the content I deliver is educational and for entertainment purposes only. Now, with that out of the way, I wanna talk about something. Mold is very real. And to highlight this, I want to discuss a phone conversation that I experienced yesterday. One of my former clients rang me up and she was in considerable distress. And the reason she was in considerable distress is she told me that, uh-oh, I feel really unwell. My symptoms have come back. I said, how has this happened? Because I know that she moved out of the family home she was living in due to the extreme symptoms that she was experiencing 
and I understand the family are currently in the process of remediating this property. Well, she told me that her husband doesn't believe that she's sick. But for people who may not know much about mould, I'm just going to give you a quick 60-second review of what mould is and why this whole topic of water damage and mould is particularly relevant for lots of people. And then I'll get back to talking about this story from yesterday. There are approximately 100,000 known fungi that have been described taxonomically and written into textbooks. However, newer molecular sequencing techniques show that there are more like four to five million different fungi out there. Yes, it's true. Only three to 600 fungi cause acute illness like infections. But out of this, many millions of fungi, all of them reproduce using spores. And these spores are highly toxic to many individuals and cause a host of immune problems and allergies and contact dermatitis-like reactions. Now, the lady who called me yesterday, she's suffering an extreme mold reaction. Now, I've seen her spore traps from her home under the microscope, and frankly, they're alarming. Pretty much the ground floor of the property is A-OK. -okay. However, when they purchased this property, they did an extensive renovation to it, and a lot of the rooms on the upper level are showing really high mold spore levels. And to put this in perspective, a normal mold level that you would encounter in your standard outdoor air is probably going to contain around about a thousand spores per cubic meter of air. This lady's home, some of the rooms are showing 10,000 up to 40,000 spores per cubic meter of air. That's why she had to leave the property. However, they're in short-term rental accommodation now, but her husband brought in some of the contents from their water damaged property into their temporary accommodation, and she immediately reacted to it. Now, the reason I'm using or illustrating uh, this issue with this story is that she rang me up and said, how could this happen? How could those items of personal property, some clothing, cause such a bad reaction to me? Well, we're scheduled to go out and do some further testing at this property. But the thing that I want to say is that she's highly concerned because her husband thinks she needs psychiatric intervention. And it's a terrible issue that I face a couple of times a year where um, closely related family members do not believe that water damaged buildings do in fact cause extreme health problems for people. Now, she's beside herself because on the one hand, she's unwell and sick. On the other hand, there is fantastic laboratory data from myself and other consultants showing that the water damaged property and her home contents are in fact contaminated. But when she expresses her new symptoms to her husband, her husband says, look, you're crazy. And so even though she's moved and a lot of her symptoms have become more manageable, I really want to tease out issues like sympathy and anger and these sort of social uh, ways that people have of dealing with one another have such a tremendous impact on the interplay of how this all works with decision making. 
So essentially there is a triad that I often see surrounding mold and adverse health. And there are three interrelated concepts that keep coming up time and time again. And this is about, I can't see the mold, so how could it be hurting me? Or I understand that you're getting a respiratory issue. Is that like smoking? Or it's not happening to me. Why is it happening to you? And so whenever I meet people, usually they are in one part of this triad of health about illness, disease, and sickness. Because illness is where a person experiences a loss of health and has symptoms. It's essentially a first-person perspective. Diseases where, for example, this lady went to her clinician, was tested for respiratory health, eventually tested for mycotoxins in her body, and the tests show that she has very high levels of mold-related mycotoxins in her body. The, as I said, the environmental health of her property confirmed that there were problems in her property. And in a sense, a clinician makes the diagnosis of a disease, and that is very helpful for many people. And then there is this issue of sickness. This is where a person takes on, in a sense, the social roles about a condition. And so this triad between illness, disease, and sickness gets played out all the time and leads to lots of tensions. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. There is a triad of uh, uh, illness regarding uh, adverse health involving um, the diagnosis of a disease, the presentation of sickness and uh, uh, illness clusters. So illness labels often regarding uh, water damage and mold include chronic fatigue, Lyme-like illness, uh, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, biotoxin illness. The diseases associated with water damaged buildings include asthma, COPD, allergic rhinitis. You know, even rhinitis is affecting uh, 10 to 20% of the world's population. Um, Sickness is the actual constellation of symptoms that are causing a behavioural manifestation. So think of like uh, influenza uh, uh, on public transport. You can actually see it and you understand it. With mould-related uh, uh, health problems, in many cases, there's a lot of uh, 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 issues surrounding this because people don't always believe that it's actually going on. And so I want to leave you with the fact that uh, there is fantastic evidence throughout uh, the published uh, literature regarding the correlation between water damage and adverse health. In the real world, there is uh, often uh, a disparity between people believing evidence-based uh, science And it really depends on what type of stakeholder you are. Uh, If you're an employer and you have an employee complaining about adverse health, well, it might not be in your interests to accept what you're being told. Similarly, if you are a uh, tenant and uh, you're saying that your water damaged building is making you unwell, well, similarly, you may need to convince your landlord or property manager that the adverse health symptoms you're experiencing are in fact true and valid. And again, it just goes on. So like this example I gave with the uh, uh, husband and wife who are having a lot of interpersonal problems now due to the fact that uh, uh, she says one thing, he says another, that's a huge problem. And I think you need to be aware of this. In any case, 
this uh, brings me to the last point I meant uh, I wanted to talk about. And in a sense, we need to uh, talk, when we're considering mould, we have to uh, uh, look at uh, what's the role of illness in society and humanity? Or what are some lessons that we can learn from these uh, episodic uh, responses to a uh, building? Um, and is the act of getting well or, or navigating your path through uh, illness part of the journey of life? So uh, I guess these are big questions and I, I face them daily on the phone and in person, uh, all caused usually by unexpected or unwanted water damage and then the tiny reproductive spores uh, of two to 10 microns in size, which cause a cascade of adverse health effects. So anyway, next week I'm going to be talking about can mold grow on concrete and importantly, can mould grow on or inside brickwork? I'll also be doing any Q&As regarding uh, uh, questions that you might uh, uh, put onto the live stream. And we're going to be focusing on when does mould become dangerous and what can you do about it? Anyway, my name's Dr. Cameron Jones, PhD. Tune in every week at 11 a.m. and bye for now. Thanks for joining me this week on The Mould Show. Make sure to visit our website at themouldshow.com where you can subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow up on specific content or any of the references that were discussed, which I always put up on the show notes. If you found value in this podcast, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or tell a friend or share this episode out to your network and family. As always, you can reach me on socials at Dr. Cameron Jones, and I'm always happy to answer your questions. Have a great week, and bye for now.